Hey, this is Josh Herrera, and I'm the pastor of Lighthouse Church North County, and this is our podcast. Wherever you are and however you are listening, I want to say thank you for tuning in to what we are teaching at Lighthouse. Our desire is that these messages would help you to fulfill your God-given potential. If this message impacts you, share it with someone you know. We are on this journey together, becoming more like Jesus, one day and one step at a time. Now here's today's message. We hope it blesses you. And so I just got something brief that I want to share with you all. But would you stand up on your feet right now? And um, I just want to read a few scriptures to you all. And then we are going to just lean in to what God has to say. I promise you, you give me 15 minutes and we're going to get to worshiping again. And then right after we're done, we're going to have a little after party over there. So we got all kinds of incredible merchandise that Israel's team has brought. You're not going to want to sleep on it. I think my wallet is always already hurting from last night when my wallet wife visited the merch table ladies can I get a good amen on that but that's okay that's okay and so we've got that coming up right at the conclusion of our service but um, I want to talk to you on this thought that God gave me called house of miracles house of miracles and I'm going to read a few verses and then we're going to dig in Matthew 21 verses 12 through 14 iconic passage of scripture where it reads and Jesus entered the temple and drove out all who sold and bought in the temple and he overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold pigeons he said to them it is written my house shall be called a house of prayer somebody say house of prayer But you've made it into a den of robbers. And the blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. See, many times we stop reading at that passage of Scripture because we see angry Jesus, right? Some of us love that passage of Scripture with angry Jesus. It kind of justifies your anger. Come on, somebody. And so we're like, Jesus got angry. He flipped over the table. So we go to that to find ourselves and try to personify that Jesus. But we don't really dig into the following verse, and the following verse is equally important because right after he said, my house shall be called a house of prayer, they brought people to him that were blind and people who were lame. And upon the foundation of the house of prayer, God turned it then into a house of miracles. He turned it into a house of miracles. So let me lead you in prayer. Would you close your eyes and let's lean in. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for everything that has already happened in this place. God, there is a powerful spirit of worship in this place. And I just ask that you would anoint me just to add to what you've already done, not to take away. Father, I pray that we would silence everything and still our thoughts to really lean into what you have to say for us today. Our hearts are hungry. Spirits are thirsty. We want to hear from you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Clap your hands one last time. You may be seated. House of Miracles. As I said a minute ago, my wife and I, we have been leading this church. And we started this journey in March of 2019. In March of 2019, God put it in our heart to launch this church. If you fast forward just a little earlier than that, in Easter of 2018, God called me. I, I, I heard him. There's, there's been times when God has spoken to me so clearly. And that, that was one of those moments when, when I heard the voice of God and he said, at this time next year, you're going to be celebrating Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday in a church that you are leading. And I remember taking that word and taking it to God in prayer. And then I did the second thing that you need to do. Men, take good notes. You got to do this. The second thing you do is you go, now show it to my wife, Lord. Show it to my wife. And so when I had this conversation with my wife, God had confirmed it in her too. And then I did the next best thing that you're supposed to do. I went and I had a conversation with my pastor. 
Come on, how many know that you got to be a pastor that you are under and that when God talks to you, you come and talk to them so they can affirm the word. And my pastor affirmed the word. And so we were on this journey to launching a church in the North County in the city of San Marcos. And so in March 2019, we, we opened our doors. There were 74 people on our launch team that were crazy enough to go on that journey with us. Who here in this tent is part of our launch team? Make some noise. Where's my crazy people? Yeah, we love you all. We love you all. They took a chance on not just what God was going to do, but on myself and Joanna. And, and, and here's what began to happen. God began to grow the church. Over the next few months, the church went from 74 to 200. And, and during that time, we saw God just do some phenomenal things at Lighthouse Church. And, and it began to be clear to me that when God says go, you've got to move. Come on, look at your neighbor and tell them when God says go, you've got to move. We began to see God do all kinds of incredible things at our church. And, and then I remember um, we went into a season of prayer. We were five months old, and I heard God saying, go to prayer, go to prayer. And so our whole congregation, we began to go into deep moments of prayer. We would gather at a rented hall at Cal State San Marcos, and we would get together and just pray. And, and in those moments, God began to speak to us. And in those moments, God began to whisper things to us because we had, as a church, turned our ear to the voice of God. And I remember in February of 2020, I shared this with our team. In February of 2020, one month before everything shut down, God began to tell me, I'm going to slow your pace down. One thing you got to know about Pastor Josh is I run and I run fast. My wife says, like, I'm Mr. Speedy. She's always saying that about me. She comes in, my wife comes in, she's the glam to the equation, right? And I just come in and I'm just speedy. But I heard God telling me, slow your pace, slow your pace, slow everything down. And then the pandemic hit. And I, and I all of a sudden began to understand why God was telling me to slow down. It's like imagine going on a full sprint on a treadmill and not, and not walking it down before you hit the stop button. And so God began to slow me down and we began to tune into what God was getting ready to do. But then some stuff started to happen. Not only were we now in a pandemic, but one of the young men on our worship team was diagnosed with COVID and he began to fight for his life. All of a sudden, this young man, healthy young man, strong young man, he began to fight for his life. And our church began to pray and intercede for him. But it didn't get better. As a matter of fact, we got a phone call from the school, probably being overcautious. But they said, Pastor, even after this pandemic blows over, you can't come back to this school. So in just like that, in just a moment, not only were we homeless, but one of our, one of our brothers on our launch team was now fighting for his life in critical care in the ICU due to COVID. Now, if you're taking notes, this is a good thing to write down. When God says go, he doesn't promise easy, but he does promise his presence. When God says go, he doesn't promise easy, but you want to know what he does promise? His presence. He said, I am going to be with you. I am going to be a brother that sticks close to you through your darkest nights. I'm going to go with you. When other people turn their back on you, I won't turn my back on you. And so even though it wasn't easy, we began to lean in and we felt the presence of God at every turn. And for the next 49 weeks, they put a camera in front of my face and our worship team sang to a camera. I did not know that God had called me to be a televangelist. I hated that. I was like, I need some people in the building but we persisted and we were being cautious but for 49 weeks I would send out personal emails to the church not an admin but I would personally email the church and tell them church we need to pray for two things number one we need a building 
because we don't have a home. And number two, we need to pray for Eli because Eli is fighting for his life. And every single time that we gathered to record for 49 weeks, we gathered and recorded in front of a camera. I would tell them, are you praying for Eli? And are we praying for a home? And we began to pray and we began to pray. And this was our bold request to God. How many know that you've got to make bold requests to God from time to time? sometimes it's not enough just to pray for the trivial but you got to make that bold request to God and tell him these are the things that we really need these are the things that we're hurting for these are the areas in our life that we really need you to move and so through that difficult season we decided to press into his presence because sometimes a difficult situation will push you from his presence. But here at Lighthouse, we made it up in our mind that we were going to press into his presence. Tell your neighbor you need to press into his presence. We began to press into his presence and we just believed that God was going to hear our cry. We just believed that God was going to answer our prayer. And let me take you to the text here because when we get to the text here, just as we brought our bold request to God, God brings his, gold, his bold request back to us. See, Jesus comes to the temple, and when he walks into the temple, and the temples back then, much different than the temples today. But in the temple, the entire temple was a place of worship. The entire temple was a place where everything pointed to worship to God. And when Jesus comes to the temple, he realized that they started making a mockery of what was true worship. And they began to monetize the presence of God. And he got very angry, everybody. He got so upset with what was happened that he flipped over the tables, but then he makes this bold request to us. You see, how many know sometimes God is going to ask us to do things as well? It's not just us asking God what we need, but he makes his asks to us. And he said to us, I want my house to be called a house of prayer. what I need from you is I need prayer you see here's the deal God does not expect perfection but he does want a relationship with you he he doesn't expect perfection but he does want to see you talking to him he doesn't expect perfection but he does expect you to be praying and that was his big bold request to us and 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 listen I'm going to wind it down I'm going to ask for the band to go ahead and make your way up here as we begin to close this thing out but I I I begin to sense that in this 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 dark time that all we could do was pray and pray some more look at your neighbor and tell him sometimes you just got to pray a little more I know we're adverse to that because some of us got brought up with some bad theology that you ask God once and if he doesn't do it, maybe it's not his will. But I don't find that in my Bible. Oftentimes I find that we have to make bold requests such as I'm going to pray until God shuts up the rain and it's not going to rain again until I say now it's time to rain again. And, And so we began to believe and pray. And while we began to pray, not only did Eli continue to stay in the ICU, but Eli's condition worsened. It worsened to the point that they said, we're going to have to induce Eli into a coma. And I remember the calls that we had together with his wife. And you got to understand, Eli's a young man. I believe he was 35 or 36 years old when all this started happening. He has six kids and a beautiful young wife at home. And so we were rocked as a church seeing Eli have to go through what he was going through. And when he went into a coma, we began to believe God against all odds. Somebody say against all odds. 
against all odds. Sometimes you have to believe in spite of what it looks like. Sometimes you have to believe in spite of what the doctors are saying. Sometimes you have to press in even though logic says there's no way that it's going to happen. I remember getting text messages where it almost felt as though Eva was at peace with what God was getting ready to do through his life. But then they reached out to her and said, there's this experimental treatment that we can do for your husband. There's this experimental treatment that we can do for him that might save his life. And just needing a miracle, she agreed to it. And God, through the process of the doctors and through the stubborn faith of a church, God began to turn things around for Eli. God began to turn things around for him. And I'll never forget the day that they said, Eli has woken up from his coma. Eli's starting to turn it around. It looks like Eli's going to make it. It looks like what the enemy meant for evil. God going to turn it for good and not only did Eli walk out of that hospital but the next time that we saw Eli was when we were baptizing his daughter she gave her life to Christ after God did a miracle in Eli's life we began to see God do miracles Eli I think they want to see you up here brother get on up here bear come on up here and now he's on our He was up here playing guitar all service long. Uh, You probably didn't realize it, but this is our miracle right here. This is our miracle right here. He went into a coma. He woke up five weeks later, but God had the last word. I said God had the last word. I wish y'all would have been here last Sunday. Eli didn't just play. Let's get the rest of the band up here. But he sang a song. And part of the lyrics of that song was was singing with every breath that I have, I'm going to give God praise. When the devil was choking out his very last breath, he stands here today singing that with every breath that I have, I'm going to give God praise. God heard our prayer. God heard our prayer. But God wasn't done yet. God wasn't done yet. You see, we had a second prayer request. We were praying that God would give us a building. Three times we tried to get into a rent situation in the city of San Marcos. That just neighbors the city of Vista. And every time God closed the doors. I remember the third church. The one that we thought this is it. We signed the lease. We mailed the deposit check. We picked out the carpets. We picked out the paint. It was bougie, y'all. It was going to look real good. And then that fell apart. And for two weeks, I began to question God. I'm like, God, what are you doing? We've been praying for a building, and every time it gets close, you close the doors. And we were this close to stepping into a rental situation. And then all of a sudden, we get this, this, all of a sudden, I'm having a conversation with someone. He said, there's this church, and it's available, and maybe we can lease it from them. My wife and I came, we walked around this campus, and my wife and I thought, well, there's some potential here. But it's not really designed the way we're used to doing church. I I sat with the elders of the church and I shared with them, hey, we'd like to lease it, but maybe we can do some renovations to it. Maybe we can do some improvements to the building. And the elders said, well, if that's the case, why don't you buy it? And I'm looking at them, so how much you want for it? And they said, well, it appraised for $1.6 million. I said, we are a two-year-old church. The bank don't be giving out $1.6 million to babies. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, they ain't going to do that. 
And what happened over the next four months was a move of God. I don't have time to dive into all of it. But over the next four months, God put it in their heart not to sell us a building, but to bless us with a building. And when everything finally shook out, we bought this entire campus for the price of a house in San Diego. $900,000 and we bought our own property. We closed escrow two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, we closed escrow. And let me tell you how good God is. We didn't just get a building, but they said, we're going to carry your loan. And we don't want a nickel of down payment because we know you're going to need the money to do renovations to your building. It gets even better, Lighthouse Church. Then they said, we don't believe that interest is biblical. So we're going to fund you at zero percent. That's a building at 0% interest rate. That's what my God does. I said, that's what my God does. Come on, somebody give God some praise in this place. Come on, stand up on your feet and give God some praise in this place. And listen. I've come here to tell you this, Lighthouse Church. God said, if you turn my house into a house of prayer, I'll turn the house into a house of miracles. If you turn the house into a house of prayer, I'm going to start to pour out miracles over Lighthouse Church. And your sick are going to be healed. And your marriages are going to be restored. And your children are going to come back home. And I'm going to send you properties. Listen. We had a gentleman come and he began to say, whenever a church enters into a building campaign, when the church is in it for the kingdom of God, God will begin to open up supernatural doors of increase and provision. Just last week, I had a family member have an unexpected windfall. And because they had an unexpected windfall, they gave an unexpected tithe offering so that we can do the construction here at the church. That's what God does. That's what God does. And I say all that because I think that there are some people in here that you need a miracle in your life. And my hope was just to build your faith today. I didn't come to talk a whole lot about us because I feel like I needed to. I did that to lift up your faith because some of you need to have your faith increase. You are you came into this tent and you thought, well, Israel's in town. I'm just going to go and give it my best praise. Can I tell you that when you brought your praise, God brought an answer prayer? You bring your worship, God brings a miracle. You bring your praise and God is going to exchange it for supernatural provision. So if you need something from God, I want you to lift that hand up to heaven real big, real proud. And we are going to just begin to pray that God would do supernatural miracles in this house. Come on, Lighthouse, lift those hands up. If you need God to move, maybe it's your job. Maybe it's your marriage. Maybe it's your children. Come on, let's call, let's call out to him. Whatever it is that you need God to do, you're standing in a house of miracles. Whatever it is that you need God to do for you, he can do it right now. He can do it right now. He can do it right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, move on our behalf today. If this message has blessed your life, I want to encourage you to share this message with others or go online to our website and consider making a donation so that we can continue bringing you content just like today's message. God bless you.